Hello and welcome to another edition of the Leaders and Legends podcast. Today we have the pleasure in interviewing Corporal Amy Kowski. Amy joined the Army in 2009 as a caterer where she served with 9 FSB, 17 Construction Squadron and Souls. In 2015, she called transferred to be a psych assistant where she served with MHPS Southern and Central New South Wales. In 2020, her trade was made redundant and she's currently now studying a Bachelor of Education secondary with the hope of becoming an education officer in the not too distant future. Amy has also represented Army in AFL for the last 12 years in seven carnivals. Today, we will be discussing Amy's career, including her pathway to becoming an officer and her involvement in women's sport in the Army. Amy, welcome to The Cove and thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to uh, explain my pathway, uh, including women's sport. All right, Amy, let's start by asking why you joined the Army. Uh, Good question. So I think uh, when I was in year 12, my dad suggested that I join the Army and do a gap year. At the time, I laughed at him and thought, there's no chance of me joining the Army. Uh, Couldn't think of anything worse than being wet and dirty and whatnot. So he sort of dropped that and let it go. And then I thought I did have some time to myself throughout year 12 and I applied. It would have been like mid-year 12. Um, And then in January 2009, that that following year, I was in the Army. And yeah, so a gap year and still in now. So what, 15 years on, I guess the gap year program worked for me. But yeah, that's why I joined. And so that was the official Army gap year program that you joined? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Great. Great been successful and did you want to join as a caterer uh, or was that all they had to offer at the time um well because it was a gap year they didn't offer all that many different options they offered you know the shorter IET sort of courses so right. um, Clark QE catering and I guess the DFR really sold being a steward or operating operator catering so they told me I'd work in a bar um, and I'd get to play sport so that's, that's why I chose catering did you enjoy it it had its ups and downs. I definitely didn't just work in a bar. I definitely worked more in a kitchen and <laughs> I don't even know really what I did, a lot of stock taking and whatnot. But yeah, I did enjoy it. Looking back, I learned a lot and I learned a lot about myself. So I guess there was some positives in that. Great. So then in 2015, you transferred to be a psych assistant. What was the motivation for this? <laughs> well, funny that you spoke about me been redundant from psych examiner I was also redundant from uh, being a steward as well so I've done had two two redundancies in my career so I'm uh, kicking goals or a, yeah <laughs> I don't know how you look wow. at it but yeah so okay all right so so you joined as a caterer and that collapsed on you you then become a psych assistant and that was made redundant what are you doing now and what is army doing to assist you with your future career um, so I'm currently studying the Bachelor of Education um, secondary at the moment. Um, so that's through ACU or Australian Catholic University at Strathfield. The Army is supporting me. I've got a really good work uh, chain of command at work who are allowing me time to go study. Um, so I am doing that through DAS. Um, so very, very helpful. I'm sort of doing full-time work, full-time study, which is pretty, pretty busy. Uh, but I guess that if you do have good chain of command and you sort of organize it it can be done um so yeah that's how i guess work is supporting me to transition out so the intent is to go long-term schooling and then become an educational officer 
Great. And, and I'll throw a, 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 a different question in there. How is DAS helping you with, with your study? Uh, so that's allowing me to – so with DAS, you put in your application. Um, it gets approved by your chain of command. So with, you know, what courses or what subjects you've chosen. And that sort of works – then you can work out how, how much time off work you can get, do you need time off work, when your exams are and stuff like that, um, as well as a financial support. So originally I didn't get financial support and I just pulled it through HEX. Um, so I was just paying it off at tax time. But, yeah, now that they've changed all the process and the funding, um, I'm actually entitled to full, fully paid. So it still goes through HEX, um, but at the end of my – I guess when I've completed my subjects, I then show DAS or the education scheme that I've um, successfully passed my subjects as well as a tax sort of printout to show that I've paid and then that I just get fully reimbursed. So it's really, it's actually a really, really good system. I highly recommend it for anyone that is looking at studying. Great, great. And, and how is the study going and how do you feel it has helped your professional development to date? Um, studying's going well. Uh, as I said, it is pretty busy. I don't really have much of a social life. Um, so it's between work, study and training. I guess I am pretty busy, but I am enjoying studying. I think that fence really set you up for study. Um, as much as I didn't expect, or when I went into uni to start with, I was expecting myself to be really struggling. But I wrote my first essay and I sent it to my brother, who's actually a teacher as well. And he was like, oh, you're actually, you're actually smart. I didn't think <laughs> so. It was a little bit funny. I thought, yeah, when he said that, and then I sort of sat there and thought, well, how how did I get here, uh, and what does he mean by that? And I think it's just the way the army teach you through promotional course or promotion courses how to write and how to structure sentences and how to actually write a proper essay sort of format, which has really set me up for uni. So, um, in terms of professional development. I think it's taking taking accountability for what you are, what you're doing with your with yourself professionally and in your personal life. I think that's probably where I've learnt the most. Um, sort of time management, and now I've started it. I'm I'm I've just got to I've got to get through it and having yep. that like motivation to get there. Okay, so a lot, uh, uh, you know, we've touched on it just uh, previously, but a lot of people I speak to tell me that they just don't have time to conduct edu- extra education. How do you find the time and, and and how does Army support you with this? Prioritise, Leah. You've really got to prioritise your time management and your time, what's important to you um, or what used to be important to me, what I used to enjoy. I don't – I no longer have that time, I guess, that – so any social or birthdays or something like that, I generally – it's not that I miss out, but I've got to prioritise what's, what's important. If that birthday – if that friend's birthday isn't as <laughs> – sounds really bad when I say it like that but if that friend isn't like someone really close to me then that's something that I will generally if I've got something due that I'll have to manage whether I go for an hour or so yeah so it's that time management and prioritizing what what you need to do to get things done and that goes to work as well as as well as study and you you mentioned before uh that two days a week army lets you go off and do your uni courses uh, how much of your own time do you think you spend a week on on this study? Uh, well, I'm pretty I'm pretty slow at writing, and it takes me a long time. I think I always get like what they call writer's block, where I just sit there and stare at the screen. <laughs> so it probably takes me a lot longer than what I sh- what it what it really should. But I probably spend yeah. So two days a week, I'm at uni, actually going to tutorials, and then I probably spend maybe an hour or two 
most nights, depending on how fatigued I am when I get home from work or how long I've been in front of the screen. I really tried to limit that screen time of a night time. Um, but yeah, over, over the weekend, it's probably, yeah, three to four hours, either Saturday and or Sunday. But I mean, you've got to, once again, that prioritization comes into it. If I don't have something due, I'll get out and enjoy my weekend. I won't sit there and study or read things just because, you know, I have to, it will only really be around that assessment or those assignments when they're due. Fantastic. And how important do you think the professional development of our people is? And what advice would you give to anyone thinking about conducting further study? Well, I highly recommend whilst you're in the defence to go do something to get a degree somehow or, you know, whichever, whatever you're thinking about doing, just do it. The quicker you start, the quicker you'll get it done, even if you're doing one to two subjects a semester. I think that being redundant twice in defence, I've sort of really had to had to take a step back and think about what I wanted to do with um, my future and my career, but not just whilst I was in army, but for future, you know, if, if I was to get out of defence. Yeah, so I think it's really, really important that you do learn those sort of skills, in uh, that certain skills in army, but also learning that, I don't know, it's, it's something like it's something re- re- so rewarding. It's personally rewarding to get through, I mean, I'm only halfway through my degree, but to get something done and start, start achieving something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I highly recommend highly recommend to every, anyone that's in the defence to look at studying. And, and your own study, you know, I see on the news a lot now that the teachers are starting to get a lot more pay. So as you mentioned before, you know, if anything happens in defence, you can always drop back to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's not really a – I'm not really looking at transitioning out of defence yet, but, yeah, it is definitely something that I did consider when I started looking at studying and what career options I had. Yeah, so I didn't want to just go down like that normal, I guess, yep. the strategic sort of business plan that UNSW would uh, advert offer. So, yeah, that sort of weighed up what I wanted to do whilst I was in Army as well as if I was to get out. And, yeah, that's definitely something that – I can fall back on if I ever want to. However, <laughs> high school students at the moment, when I'm uh, at, at uni doing my placements and stuff, it's a bit, yeah, a bit interesting. <laughs> so you're working towards becoming an education officer. Uh, can you advise on this process? I mean, I know you're probably only very early into it, but yeah, if, any advice you can give on this process and when are you aiming to be commissioned? Yeah, so with the commissioning process, um, so it's educational officers are SSO, um, so the special serving officer, not your general GSO, your general serving officer. Um, so there is a little bit of a difference between the two. Um, obviously, SSO go to, they do an eight-week SSO course where your GSOs go to RMC. So the process for SSO is you have to have done eight subjects, completed eight subjects in your, I guess, your your chosen career or chosen degree. Um, so once you have done your eight subjects, then you can apply and then you go through the selection board. So you go through your psych and if you get recommended from psych, then you go through your SSO board. So I'm currently waiting for my SSO board, um, which will be in October. Um, so from there, I have to get recommended for from the selection board. And then, yeah, then I'll commission hopefully at the end of the year. Um, but it just depends on what they offer, if they're going to allow me to go for long-term schooling for two years as it's sort of they recommend only the one year. But given my circumstances with not really having a job, or not having yep. a not having a job when at a core, yeah, I'm hoping that they do pick me up for the full full term or for the remainder of my sub courts. Well, good luck with that. 
What 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 is your long term plan for your career? Do you intend on staying in the army for as long as possible, or is, is being a high school teacher something that interests you in the future? Yeah, I do. I plan to stay in uh, for as long as I can. I don't I don't really see myself getting out anytime soon, but I guess that as things do start to change in my life, I'll have to start looking at prioritizing where I want to be. Do I want family? Those sort of things. But yeah, I mean, I'm still happy very happy in the army and I don't see myself leaving anytime soon but yeah so five over the next five years I have I have no really no real idea what to what to expect I think get get my study done and then yeah post wherever the, the army want me to post and go from there well I think you're definitely on the right track uh let's now start talking about a bit of army sport in particular AFL how long you've been playing AFL and what was your motivation to play um, so I think I started playing AFL in 2011. So it would have been my first AFL Army AFL Carnival as well. I grew up in country Victoria, so sport or AFL was definitely something that was around me all the time. So I played netball with a local football club so I could go watch the football. So I wasn't really – that's the reason why I wanted to go to the football. Was, or, sorry, that's the reason why I played netball so I could go watch the football. Um, yeah. So but back then when I was – what. 16 or 14, 15, 16, I, there wasn't really much women's sport around other than netball, basketball. So I did play netball and I did play basketball, but AFL was definitely something that, yeah, it was my passion. Yeah, so when I moved to Sydney, I think it was the following year, I started playing and, yeah, I've loved it ever, ever since. Fantastic. So you've done seven carnivals uh, with yep. the Army AFL team. How'd you, how, how do you go about being selected to get on the Army AFL team? Well, back in 2011, it was actually a bit more of an easier process. It sort of was not what you knew, it was who you knew. So it was just sort of that I ran into someone that played and I saw her T-shirt and I was like, oh, Army AFL, I didn't know there was a team. And she was like, oh, you should play. It's in two weeks in Melbourne. Do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, sweet. That sounds great. <laughs> and that's sort of how it happened from there. Um, and I think once you're in the program, then they've sort of got your name and your contacts and it's a lot easier to get in the programs because you're on the emailing list. But, yeah, now it's a little bit harder. There is a fitness aspect and testing and programming that we have to follow leading into the carnival, and that's how they make their selection. So they've got brigade football, or they call it regional football now. So Darwin have a team, North Queensland have a team, South Queensland have a team. Um, There's no Sydney or Canberra or Melbourne region, um, which is a bit disappointing. Hopefully that, that changes soon. Um, but, yeah, so you go to brigade football or into um, regional football and then from there you sort of get on that net. That's how you get on the mailing list and you fo- follow the programs and you send through your times for your 2K time trials and your 5K time trials. And the coach was actually really good, Cliffo. So he he came around and watched a few of the local games. So he would fly up to Darwin and watch some local games and see the local girls up there. And, you know, go to Townsville, Brisbane. He, I think he did come and watch one of my games in Sydney. Um, but, yeah, so that's the sort of the selection process. And then it obviously all changes coming closer to the carnival, just given what goes on, um, what units are away, what units or who can be released. Um, so, yeah, that's how you get selected. What's it like to represent your service? It's actually, it's it's a it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. Um, like it, I put it on my uniform and I'm proud every day, but then to go out and then represent army playing football, um, it's such a unique, yeah, a unique feeling uh, when you're down there because you are treated 
you get treated down there or when you're on at the carnival like like a professional athlete so you do you, you know monitor what you're eating and stuff like that and there's generally not not much alcohol drinking so it's very um like training specific so we go through training drills and then we'll have like education in the afternoon where we go through like might be our match match footage or video footage from training sessions so you actually learn a lot while you're there it's not just like a get a get away and have a like a piss trip um so yeah it's 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 actually really really rewarding and then the bonds the friendships you make down there is yeah something you can't really I can't really describe like I've got friends from you know my very first carnival that I'm still friends with and uh will happily ring if I ever need anything yeah so yeah highly it's just an amazing amazing experience every year is yeah it's great so what, what, what advice would you give young women in defence who are interested in playing army sports? Uh, and in particular, how can they get involved? I, I would suggest any sport you can get involved in, if it's volleyball, if it's cricket, if it's – I don't even know what sports there are out there, surfing. If any sport you can get involved in in army, just go do it because it's not just it about – Yeah, it's not just about the sport itself. It's the connections you make that are so valuable if, for, the, for, for your career that – yeah, it's definitely highly recommend any any sport that you're involved in. Just seeing if there's if it's in there, if it's out there in defence. Great, and I understand Army has been quite dominant in women's AFL over the last few years. I think this year you claimed is it the Jeff Ledger Cup for the eleventh year yeah. in a row. What a fantastic yeah. achievement! Yeah, so I think my very first carnival, and I actually didn't get to play because I uh, wasn't. I was selected to go to the carnival, but I didn't get picked for the game. So that was the last year we lost. So I feel like ever since then we've been <laughs> so successful. <laughs> no, but it's we have been very um, successful to the point where both Navy and Air Force are sort of trying to keep up with our program and Look, replicate, replicate what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, what position do you normally play when you're running on? <laughs> well, I was forever played in the midfield, but for some reason I've found myself in the back line. And I, I did enjoy, enjoy the back line. I enjoyed, you know, the back flank running off and getting a bit of run every now and then. But I don't know how, but this year I've at Army Football and then also at my local civilian club, I've found myself playing full back. And I don't know, like, obviously we're on a podcast, but I'm pretty short. So I don't know how I've ended up in <laughs> full back playing on girls that are generally a foot and a half taller than me. But, yeah, I manage. So, yeah, currently my, my position is full back. Um, however, I am known to try to sneak out of full back and push further up the ground. <laughs> Well, for our, for our listeners out there, they can if they want to jump on defence images, there's quite a few photos of, of uh, the AFL team in this year's carnival, and, and there's a couple of, of you, Amy, so uh, they can jump in and have a look. How long do you continue playing? Would coaching or manage, managing interest you in the future? Um, yeah, I'm getting on with my age now. Thanks for that. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know how long I'll keep going for, I guess, until my body starts to shut down. But after every game, I'm like, oh, I'm too old for this. Why, why am I doing this? My body hurts. But I guess that as I recover and I get back out there and do it again. So, yeah, I, I don't really see myself retiring anytime soon. Yeah, unless there's sort of major injuries or, I don't know, have, have babies or something like that. I, yeah, I can't see myself retiring anytime soon. That's for sure. Well, if you're interested, you can always uh, – we interviewed a couple of weeks ago Warren Officer James DeBono, who's done a lot yeah. of work with the AFL secondment, so he could probably help you out with some coaching or managing tips. 
Yeah, definitely. I know Bones pretty well from uh, all the carnivals, so I definitely will be reaching out to him if I, when I do start to look at that uh, managing or coaching sort of roles. Definitely. That's great. Uh, look, I've got one more question for you, Amy, but uh, is there anything you want asked? Is there anything you want to touch on? Oh. But yeah, just highly, highly recommend, I guess, just doing stuff that, like, don't procrastinate. If you're going to do something, if you think about doing it, whether it's playing sport, whether it's studying, whether it's, I don't know, doing whatever, you know, you want with your life, just just get out there and do it. The longer you procrastinate, the more likely you're not going to do it. Or when you do do it, you'll find yourself going, why didn't I do this five years ago? So whether it be any sport or study, just go do it, chase, chase those dreams. Well, Amy, that just about wraps it up. But before we go, I know you love the Cove and you're an avid reader of our articles. What is your favourite article to date and why? Yeah, I, I do. I love getting on there and checking out what's what's out there and about. But I love seeing articles written from other junior NCOs. Like I love seeing what they're up to and reading what they have to say. But, yeah, so I do enjoy, I guess, yeah, seeing other things from other junior NCOs around yeah, that sum it up? Right. Yeah, no, that, that's good. So, all right then, Amy, thanks so much for spending time with the Cove today and congratulations on such a fantastic career to date and all the best with your uh, future education and commissioning. To the listeners, awesome. thanks again for just joining us on the Cove podcast. Make sure you keep an eye out for more podcasts in the future and don't forget to download the Cove app. It's PME in your pocket anywhere, anytime.